get ready. Yeah. Y'all ready for some live shit? Welcome. Welcome to the D, baby. It's all live down here. What you see is all real. What up, though? What up, though? Welcome back. Episode 347 of the What Up, Though? podcast. Mm-hmm. So uh, I was a little late on posting our last episode this week, so it's actually up. I didn't do a tweet for it or a post, but I had that post going. So we'll have two active uh, episodes this week. Uh, last week was pretty fun. Um, I uh, <laughs> I was thinking about this shit to talk about, and I didn't really look into the our list until like moments ago or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but <laughs> a part of it was... You, I guess uh, today you were part of like probably a more hilarious time in my job hunting experience uh, today. Um, Like, I can't believe it went the way it went. Like, I just knew it was going to be a shit show. And it kept, I don't say it kind of was, but it was such a shit show that I'm like curious to like see how it goes. Like, normally I'd be like, I don't (laughs) waste my time, (laughs) but I'm just curious to see how it goes. But yeah, job hunting has been fucking. That's like the it's like the cherry on top of just job hunting for me the last like six months. I was on LinkedIn last night, and my the one coworker I have who ever since I left my last job, she she know she's hit me up and was you know checking on me and stuff. The only person I've had do that. I was on LinkedIn last night because I I occasionally search people from the old job, and I looked and seen that she wasn't working anywhere working there anymore and okay. she's working at a new place and i'm like she hadn't even hit me up in a while so i'm like i'm, I'm wondering if she didn't hit me up because she got let go and but it seemed like she because it, it, it seemed like she ended her other job in october we ended at that whole ass place i worked at and then she started her um, new gig the same month or whatever um so that you know how the timeline shows with linkedin or whatever so mm-hmm. i don't know if she hasn't hit me up because she kind of Upset that maybe she got let go, but it's something like shit for you to I mean, get it let sound go. Like, it sounds like start it, something immediate. I'm like, yeah, it's like she probably got the other thing. For, no, it's like to me, she probably got the other thing first. Yeah, well, and, and that's was like, hoping and, it's a replacement, and she maybe she didn't say nothing to you because she didn't want you to feel bad. And I'm like, shit, no, I'm like, get your money, shit. And I, I told her like, you need to. I, I, that's the thing. It's like I'm, I'm gonna hit her up tomorrow, just check on to see how she's doing and shit. I'm like, hey. I saw that you're not at Wyco anymore, you know, via LinkedIn. How's it going? Um, fuck, I just said the name of my old job. I might have to edit that out. Um, no, no I didn't one even hear it. <laughs> um, no one cares. Uh, no. But um, I'm just I'm just curious how, you know, how things worked out or because. I told her when I left, I'm like, listen, if you and I've been telling her before we had, you know, random conversations about, you know, just getting out of there and we both were trying to get the fuck out of there and after i left we had a couple of text conversations i'm like look she was already complaining that this new girl they was giving this new girl work that she was doing and i'm like they setting you up for the for the okie doke mm-hmm. like whenever you become you know what i'm saying not valuable in the things that you do that other people do they're gonna put you out of there and so i kept telling her 
Like you need to go before, you know, don't be like me. Don't, <laughs> you know, go before they let you go. So I, you know, I had told her that a few times and she was like, yeah, I'm a, I'm a you know, so I was, I was, you know, so I hadn't talked to her in a, probably about a good month or and a half or so. So when I was looking at it last night, and I seen that she's working somewhere else. And I saw it was hybrid. I'm like, hell yeah, because my last job, they they weren't trying to fuck with the hybrid thing. So I'm like, shit, you're like, you probably got something better and a better schedule and you can work hybrid. So shit, fuck them other people and shit. So, but uh, yeah, so I was hyped for it. I, w- I was so hyped for it. I almost wanted to message it in, but it was like 1230 at night when I was like scrolling through LinkedIn and shit. <laughs> So I'm gonna hit her up tomorrow because I'm 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 curious how how that shit went. But man, I I I swear I can't. I I wish the worst for every fucking body at that fucking place. Like, <laughs> is there no way you could possibly get in at wherever she at? What's so crazy is that I actually applied at that place. Like I yeah. I I've been in contact with the higher man manager there. So I'm actually gonna hit her up. Um, when I hit, I'm gonna hit her up tomorrow. And see if she knows that person. Uh, but but it was it, that was like that. I was I was going to bring it up. It's funny you say that. I was going to bring it up. Like the coincidence of the place she works at is that I've actually been in contact with someone there for a gig. But the one gig I I didn't. The one gig didn't work. wasn't worked out because their requirements were like you had to have a a degree. And then the next one he hit me up, but for whatever reason I didn't get any um, feedback from. So. But you know, like, sometimes it's it's like all of who you know and not what you know. So, yeah. But then also, like, if you an apply, if you applying for a job that you qualify for, who give a fuck about a degree at that point? Like, and then I feel like but, most jobs are like saying like we need we want a degree or x amount of time relevant experience. So I feel like even if you don't have a, the degree that they want, you should at least have the relevant experience that they want. So that's the thing. It's like I think there's a uh. A differentiation when people say you know what do you what are your requirements and some places I've I know because I've applied for many places where it's degree or relative experience this one particular job they were really like strenuous on the the, the degree part hmm. and so like you know and I see those so many times I'm like man you know, they're 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 so missing out on potential people with, you know, the experience and shit, you know, and they just want a degree. And I'm like, whatever. So, you know, I that's like and the thing is, thing I, to hang so much importance on too. like, oh, yeah. you don't hang hang that much importance over how much schooling they did versus how much actual real life experience on the job that somebody has. Like what? So I, I so and you can tell me what your thoughts on this, but my thoughts has always been people when I see job uh, postings that want a degree and less experience is to pay them less. Because if I got many years more experience and versus like a, a person that has a degree that's got a college, they're going to pay them less than my experience because I want to get paid for my experience. Right. And so my thoughts is always when I see that is that they want to pay them less because they don't want to pay somebody with more experience. Hmm. And I don't think it has anything to do with just, you know, the who can, actually do the job. I just think it's paid, paid, pay incentivized or whatever. Like they see the yes. person is getting out of college. They want to, they want to take less experience. Cause every time I see less experience in a degree, I'm already thinking, why do you want that person? <laughs> <laughs> and it's no knocking anybody with a degree, but I'm like, if I got 10 years, 15 years of experience and you want somebody with less experience in a degree, 
what reason other than wanting to pay them less and mold them to something that they aren't, you know, like, I don't, I don't understand that. Yeah. No. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. Pretty, pretty simple, <laughs> pretty simple and straightforward uh, explanation. Yeah. yeah. You got out of college, you need a job. Fuck it. Take this job at such and such pay versus right. me trying to pay somebody who actually has experience and been doing the shit for, you know, X amount of years. Um, like you can dazzle a nigga out of college with a mm-hmm. salary that somebody would experience would spit in your face over. No? Like, I, 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 exactly. So and so with that analogy, and that with that, see, I think you, you see you're good with the analogies as well, sir. Uh, with that analogy as well, <laughs> you, you, you get it though. You know what I'm saying? You get it. You know, I was laughing as fuck because I pulled that analogy out of my ass earlier, but uh, I was trying to trying to get uh, Johnny to understand like how I didn't qualify for that job. Right. But I was in the same, you know, circle of it, but not necessarily qualifying or whatever. So mm-hmm. for folks that's listening, uh, I was explaining to Mike and our homeboy Johnny about how I applied for a job on on accident. And people may ask how you I don't really want to explain how well <laughs> how you apply to a job for accident. But it was one of those on LinkedIn where it's like a quick apply, but you have to make an account on the, uh, the job site. So I did that. And when I realized I did that, I applied for that job in error. I'm like, oh, fuck. But then I just left it because I'm like, shit, they're going to see my resume. And it's like, it's not going to, you know, fit. So I applied for the job I actually wanted to apply. And the crazy thing is the job I actually wanted to apply for. When I looked at it, I realized that it was some key elements that I didn't fit. So I was like, fuck it. So I, I actually fully applied to the job that I was not, you know, equipped for. And the job that I almost could have did, I said, fuck it. So that was in September. Fast forward to yesterday and the uh, recruiter hit me up like, hey, I've been trying to get in t- contact with you. I want to um, interview you for this. Uh, we'll call it because I said it, it, the, the analogy uh, uh, tomato pricing <laughs> uh, job. I'm like, cool. I woke up this morning like, fuck. I don't know how to do tomato pricing. I can make a pizza, but I can't do tomato pricing. <laughs> <laughs> so the chick was like, well, the hiring manager, you know, contacted me about it. So you, they want to know more about you doing tomato pricing. And I'm like, well, okay, that's, I, I just want to be straight up with you. I can't do that. I is, And then she's like, well, it's in your resume. And I'm like, fuck. And so when I was doing the job description for my resume, I pretty much copied and pasted from the job description when I got that job and tomato pricing uh, (laughs) was in the description of that. But I didn't do any tomato pricing. I was around a mother. I was around a lot of motherfuckers that did tomato pricing, but I didn't do tomato pricing. I just made the pizzas. I just made the pizzas, dog. You know what I'm saying? So normally... I think, you know, it's like I've been job hunting so much. I don't want to waste my time, you know, with situations where I'm not going to get it. But I'm so intrigued with this. And like the hiring manager was like, what well, the recruiter was, you know, giving me some tidbits, the stuff she they they probably wouldn't have gave me be and so forth. And so I'm actually curious enough to even go on an interview if I have to get it just to see, you know, so uh, we'll see. But it, it was just interesting because the, the call they were supposed to call me at nine. They didn't call me till like nine thirty, 
or not 40 they apologized they had some technical issues and shit and then you know they was you know really you know uh forthcoming more than they probably should have been um and so that was kind of my, my wife was like was you talking to a friend on the phone i'm like no that's the recruiter because <laughs> <laughs> i'm like walking around the living room in the kitchen pacing and talking and shit laughing and he, 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 you know normally be like who was that bitch you talking to you right who you over there with. right <laughs> So I'm just like, I'll tell you later. You know what I'm saying? So, but yeah, so it was covered just up like, the phone like yeah, that's my wife. Right. <laughs> Don't worry about that chicken. Don't worry about that. Good. It's just right, my wife. It's cool. Yeah, it's, <laughs> she all right. Yeah. She, yeah. She, gonna, she gonna take a nap in a few minutes. Right, Don't worry. Right, about right. She got a meeting in a minute. She'd be cool. So, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, but it was funny because she, I was, uh, I was drinking. I had, I had made a cup of coffee earlier. And this I knew like she was like super cool and she was like almost to the point was like like way too cool. So I was like uh I had had a cup of coffee that I was trying to warm up and I had walked towards the microwave and um tur- you know turned my coffee on. So I guess she heard it and she's like, What's you warming up? And I'm like, uh my coffee. <laughs> and she's like, Okay, cool. I'm just I'm she's like she's like, I don't feel bad because I'm warming up some soup because I ain't feeling well. I'm like, uh, okay. And I'm just like, this is way too inform- too much information, but I'm like, whatever works for this conversation to get, you know, things going for for this whatever potential job that I don't qualify for that but it's on my resume and shit. So well, yeah, so what's so, up? Can you teach me about tomato <laughs> prices or what? <laughs> right, 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 right. Exactly. You're over here so. bothered about coffee and about wild shit on resumes. Like, look, why, why don't you just put in a good word for me? You know, first day, y'all teach me about tomato prices and we Gucci. Like, why don't you right. let me know? My thing is like, if you're going to, and, and that's my thing, I'm like, if it's going to be a situation where I feel like, you know, all of the jobs I've had, I've always had to do something that wasn't a part of my description and I've learned it. I've always been good at that. So if this is it's a situation where I can learn that, cool. But I don't want to, I don't want the expectation is that I know this and I don't know this. Like, I, I've been more, you know, uh, straightforward than I probably should have. You know, as far as my expectation of your expectations of me and shit, you know, you are so. going on the first day, like, oh, this how much tomatoes cost? I don't know. <laughs> I get the fuck out. <laughs> like, what the fuck? No. <laughs> Who hired this nigga? <laughs> he said he don't know. Like, the fuck? Like, he's supposed of all the things he should know, he should know how much tomatoes cost. Like, that's <laughs> his. That's his main job, nigga, right? Play back the but, conversation that the hiring right. person had with him on the phone. Right, but he said he can make tomatoes. What you he heating said, up? Like, oh, he said he, he said he know how much they cost. I'm like, no, nah, I told you I can make them. I can make pieces. <laughs> I don't know how much tomatoes cost. You know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> but yeah, man, that shit was nuts. Though. It was like the because I was because you know, I was already messing with you, messaging with you and Johnny. Like, I was pissed that the call was so late. I'm like, well, maybe they just ghosted me. And they figured out that, hey, this motherfucker doesn't know how to price tomatoes and shit. And why, why is I, I the hiring manager talking to this nigga about coffee beans? <laughs> <laughs> like what you heating up and shit. Like, why? That's why we got a nigga that don't know how much tomatoes cost. <laughs> and that's why we can't find a person to even fill this job because right. no one knows how much tomatoes no, cost. Nobody at the goddamn Tomato Pricing Institute <laughs> knows how much fucking tomatoes cost. That's a pricing institute. Somebody <laughs> fire the hiring manager. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Tomato prices just all over the goddamn place. <laughs> oh man. Oh fuck. Man. Oh shit. 
Oh. oh god. Okay. All right. I'm back. I'm back. So yeah, I keep y'all posted about the tomato pricing job and see how that goes. But yeah, that was pretty entertaining today. So probably the most entertaining entertaining uh aspect of job hunting I've had in probably the last six months or whatever. Um yeah. So that was cool. Um, so we were lions on a bye week, so we were back Sunday. Um, we just been enduring a bunch of fucking pistons losses, and tonight was just ah, <laughs> uh, it was heartbreaking because you kind of just you know saw a glimmer of uh, a light and it just kind of faded fast as fuck. But you know, I'll tell you, man, Giannis is a whole ass nigga, dog. I'm just gonna say it. <laughs> like we're playing the Bucks tonight. And I didn't. I turned. I tuned in late, so I didn't see. Did you see the tech that he got before? No, I didn't. I tuned. I tuned in once I was out here to start recording. So like, I didn't. Tune oh yeah. In so you like, didn't even know he got a. He, you didn't I didn't. Know he got I, it was after he got ejected. Yeah, I didn't find. I found. Didn't find out he was ejected until I hopped on the call with you. Yeah. So uh, I didn't see the first tech. I don't know what happened. I tuned in late. Giannis uh, comes down, does this crazy ass layup on Stewart and he does you know he kind of after the layup he kind of walks you know kind of motion to Stu kind of does a little stare turns around does this little flex and pushes you know the hand down motion like it's light work and shit got attacked got ejected and I'm watching the feed that's the Milwaukee feed so it's Milwaukee commentators and they're pissed the fuck off, mad as fuck off. You know, he's showing emotion. You know, he's done this a million times. Well, it's like, if he, who to say is right, he's done a million times. He may have just been getting away with it a million times. <laughs> uh, but it's like, okay, it's probably a dumb fucking tech. Fair. But if you got one tech and you, all you need to do is score and walk away, what the fuck is the issue, dog? Fucking score and turn around. When you when you when I watched that video again, all that motherfucker could have did was score, turn around, walk back up the court, or run back up the court. He didn't have to do that weird ass fucking stare down or that punk ass fucking pump the ground shit. Like, yeah, all that shit got you fucking done. Unfortunately, it didn't matter too much because they ended up winning the game. But it was a good game. Sasser was fucking balling. K was balling. You know, it's just a build up. Hopefully the motivation, you know, th- this would be motivation, you know what I'm saying, for the season. But uh yeah, man. I just I was just looking at some of the, the comments on the tweets and all this shit. Like, you know, I mean, if you if you already got a tech, why would you do anything to jeopardize you staying in the game, help your team? Actually, I think it's a selfish move. And now you hope now you're pushing your team to do shit that they probably shouldn't have to do because you're being selfish because you want to be all bullshit shit because you made a fucking layup. And because you were salty about that nigga blocking your shot earlier in the game. Oh, blocking, yeah. I'm sorry, exactly. blocking your dunk yeah. earlier in the game. So yeah, so, so like, you yeah. should see it as that. Like you should see it as him being a selfish motherfucker versus the ref just being angry at him and shit. Like that's that's trash, nigga. Yeah. But like you said, didn't matter anyway. Well, it lo- it looked like it mattered at first because uh, it almost the turned the it fuck almost up. didn't matter, and well, it almost mattered to us because we were you know doing some shit. But then you know we got a young team, and you know playing an experienced team like the Bucks, you know, and they have fucking Dame. I'll say play, I say playing a player like Damian Lillard. <laughs> yeah, because I feel fully confident if, and confident, Lopez. if Dame was not on the team, 
I think that we would have had a better chance of winning. Brook Lopez is an awesome fucking player. As much as I hate him, um, he does well, and you know he's a he's a factor. You know because when he's when De- when if whatever if Giannis is not in the game or you know whatever the fuck, even if Giannis is in the game, Brook Brook Lopez is a factor, even probably more so when Dame is not. And so you know they they got people. You know the whole concept of next man up. You know they played that well today, and you know ultimately it got them the W. So I mean, you know I, I don't I don't know if Brook Lopez is the uh, has had you know I have to sit back and look at it. I don't know if he has the numbers to uh, justify a Hall of Fame career or not. But if he doesn't get into the Hall of Fame, Brook Lopez is still one of those players that like when I'm like in my sixties and I'm still watching the NBA and I'm still watching it and talking about it with all the same people I talk about it now, which is the same people I talked about it with 20 years ago. And we're looking at the players that are in the league at that time. We would be looking at guys and be saying like, you know who that guy reminds me of? He reminds me of Brooke Lopez. You want a mm-hmm. player like that in your team, but Brooke Lopez was good at that. Like he's one of those players that I'm going to always remember, especially because he's he was always a thorn in the piston side, no matter what fucking mm-hmm. team he was on. Like, I think Brook Lopez, I don't know if they even do that anymore in NBA, but they would do those, like, unsung hero reward, uh, awards. Mm-hmm. Like, he seemed like a player that would fit that category. You know, he, he steps up when he needs to. You know, he's a big-ass, you know, he's a big hitting threes. You know, he gets the blocks when he needs, you know, um, every so often. And But like I say, I, 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 I hate his – I hate his arrogance of him scoring. Like, it bugs the shit out of me, but, you know – I know he's a good player, so I can't, you know, dispute that or whatever. He he fills the void when 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 needed. So, but I, yeah, I can't stand him. He's kind of like the opposite of like what the Pistons are as a team collectively. Like they're young, so they're prone to error. Like they can be, you know, also be prone to like flights of like amazing shit where they're knocking down a bunch of threes or there's alley oops and dunks. But they also could have a lot of turnovers. But you get a guy like Lopez who he might not fill up the stat sheet, but he's reliable for like mm-hmm. the essentials mm-hmm. when you need him. And like if if I you know directed somebody at the box score, I don't know what kind of game Brooke Lopez had. You might look at the box score and you might look at that and be like, oh man, Brooke Lopez, he might as well not even play. He didn't do shit. But at the end of this game, the uh Bucks were down at the very end of this game, and Brooke Lopez hit a three from a an entirely different city to put to put uh the Bucks up by uh I think uh one or two or something like that. But he he gave them the lead. Then he blocked uh, a a layup attempt from Cade Cunningham to either I think either give the Pistons back the lead or for the push the the to push the lead back up, and then no it was the it was the stop the Pistons from taking the lead. He blocked a Cade shot, and then when the Pistons finally got uh, a chance at the last shot to win the game, he was guarding the inbound pass the inbound passer so tightly that he struggled to get the ball in and the Pistons, they didn't turn the ball over, but the ball ended up getting deflected into the backcourt and then the Pistons didn't have a, you know, enough time left on the court to get a good shot off to, to try to win the game. So like he made three, the, I can't even say three big plays. He made the three biggest plays down the stretch to single-handedly win that game for Milwaukee. So even if his stat line looks like garbage, that's the kind of contributions that you get from a guy like Brooke Lopez, where you might, he might not have done shit, but he, he won them that game tonight. And yeah, like I mean, you, you might not like him and I don't like him no, either. No, no. But and I don't yeah, like you, but it, you know, you, you, you can't dispute, you know, the, the, the truth of it. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I just looked at his stats. He's a 16, six, you know, 16, 
points, uh, six rebound guy. Uh, and that's amazing just how deep he is in his career. Yeah. Like them two, man. I, I don't, I think I'm assuming Robin is still in the league too, but like, man, them niggas, man, they gotta be I pushing 20 actually, seasons. I, I, I honestly, I, I'm gonna look it up because I don't know for certain because I don't hear nothing about Robin Lopez. No, but I, I don't know, but man, they gotta be pushing 20 seasons, man. I, I remember them two in college. Man. Oh, he played. Oh, no, he, no, he's not that though. He, he, he plays on the Bucks as well. Oh, Robin does. Yeah, well, he 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 he, he, gets, he is he, he is paid. on the team. He's on the roster, <laughs> right? Um, but he's not that player. He don't play for the Bucks, but he's he's on the roster. Yeah, he's on the roster. Uh, he he, yeah he 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 has a salary from the roster, <laughs> uh, but he's not that. The Bucks yeah. logo Brooke, is on his paycheck. Yeah, the, <laughs> yeah, but he <laughs> Brooke is clearly the better player. Um, but yeah, he's on the team. But yeah, I mean, it's like I say, I and then I think the and for me, man, I will. The I think the people being fans and people being realistic is like things that you know I don't see a lot, and I try to be a realistic fan. And as much as I despise Brooke Lopez, I know that he's an awesome player. And hell, I didn't realize his. I didn't. I I would if you if you would have told me he was sixteen and six, I I would have. I would have disagreed. I would have thought that he was probably <laughs> like 10 and like two or some shit, but he comes through when it's needed. You know what I'm saying? And so he, I think he would be considered like, you know, when they talk about utility players, um, he fits that, 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 that category. Well, um, but yeah, so yeah, but we lost, um, it's, it's still a, you know, we're, we're experiencing like the growing pains of, of the Pistons. But seeing Sasser fucking ball out today was fucking amazing. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, I didn't know much about Sasser. I still don't know what college he went to. Um, but I didn't know much about Sasser until we drafted him. But just seeing his his growth and just you know just seeing him, what he's doing, you know, obviously Cade is obviously balling out, and it just you try not to see it as a waste because you know it's early in the season. You know, we got lots of you know a lot of a lot more season to go, and you know you just want help for him but we got injuries uh and so hopefully some of our our vets come back and shit and kind of help out because it's looking it's looking rough but it's just it's good to see the players just just doing you know k doing well people like uh during stepping up and you know shit like that so and i haven't yeah, been to a, how, how many games have you been to this season two two okay yeah i haven't been I mean, I think there's only been three home games. <laughs> oh, okay. I've so. been to two. I've been to two of them. Oh, that major then shit. Of all, of all three, you've been to you know sixty sixty percent of the games so far. Yeah, so. I think, yeah. I think there's only been three, but yeah, I mean they've had a shit schedule and and lots of injuries. They got uh heavily. They got rotation players that are on the bench uh, due to injury. So you know they 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 got that working against them. They got the fact that. At the end of the day, Cade has not played ba- team basketball, competitive team basketball in the NBA in a really mm-hmm. long time. He's still trying to find his footing, just playing basketball, learning his teammates. This nigga is turning the ball over to a ridiculous degree that I do expect him to get that together. People, are, I think, possibly overreacted to it right now. Um, but yeah, that nigga's turning the ball over ridiculously. But yeah, like there's like a lot of their problems come from. A lot. I think a lot of their problems will be fixed as they get accustomed to playing with one another, and they get accustomed to what Monty Williams expects of them. So you know, I I, I, I'm I'm gonna judge them 
I'm not not necessarily after 20 games because I feel like they're uh, right now. I think they're like two and seven, uh, so they're nine games in. I I I feel like just it's such a bad start to the season for them between the injuries and the the nature of the schedule that I'll probably give them until about 30 games before I really try to assess what kind of team they are. Give them about 20 games of of being close to healthy. Uh, and, and that getting through this this stretch of the sh- schedule being so shitty uh, and then, you know, see see about 30 games in where they're at. Like, how, how do they perform? And not just where they're at after 30 games, but how do they perform over the, the previous 20, basically from, you know, the next game forward? Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. Um... Yeah, hopefully the Lions can uh, get back on track, too. They got uh, they got the Chargers this week and then... um. I mean, they got a pretty light schedule for the most part. Uh, they got the and, Cowboys. And, you say, and, and by you say get back on track, like we want our last. So get back we're, on we're, track we're, in the sense of like resume uh, yeah. the track resume. that they were already we're, on since they were on a bye. Yeah, week. yeah, for sure, for sure. <laughs> Just for the record, we did not lose. Get we back lost on the previous to the track. <laughs> we, 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 you know, we, we're coming off a win against the Raiders, and then the Raiders fired their GM and and <laughs> and coach because we do that shit. We have that right. effect on these motherfuckers. Right. Um, so yeah, we're we're playing the Chargers this week, and then we have Chicago. I think the next week, and wait, yeah, is that going towards Thanksgiving? Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think. I know we play Chicago before we play the Thanksgiving game, um, and I don't think it's a team between that. Yeah, the Chargers uh, this Sunday. Then Chicago, and then I think the Packers are Thanksgiving, right? Uh, yes. So Packers are Thanksgiving. Um, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. So we played Chargers this week. Next Sunday we played the Bears. After that, that Thursday, uh, we played the Packers, and then we had the Saints after that. So yeah, yeah. and we played the Bears two weeks later too. So yeah, we have a pretty decent schedule. Um, what's what I guess we're gonna talk about next is. The team that does not have a pretty good schedule is the fucking Eagles. <laughs> Man, they have a hell of a schedule. Um, so oh, they must are they on, they must be on they're by because, yeah okay. they're by this week so they're on by this week and then they come back to uh the week before Thanksgiving the Monday before Thanksgiving they play the the Chiefs then next the next next week after that they play the Bills which that may not be as hard as it was Bills have been like shit this, this it's still year, not a it's still a it's still, it's still a not game an easy they gotta game, take though. seriously yeah well I mean they gotta take them all seriously but you know the Bills Bills are a team they can they can win that game so mm-hmm. they gotta the Eagles gotta be you know prepared yeah they got a uh, 49ers after that which 49ers been you know they've had a couple of L's but they just signed uh Chase Young. was Chase left Chase Young. Um, so yeah, that should be crazy. And then they got the Cowboys after that. And then they got the Seahawks, which the Seahawks been playing well. So by the time Christmas come or the week before Christmas, Jalen Hurts is gonna, as you say, hurt. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be Jalen, Jalen Hurt. That was <laughs> Jalen Hurts. <laughs> how Jalen how Jalen feeling right now? Jalen Hurts. But I'm actually um it is as much as the Eagles, Eagles. Dolphins, um, Chiefs, uh, 49ers, of course, those are all teams that are, you know, playing well and to be feared. But I'm a little worried about the Vikings. 
Yeah. Um, and we got the Vikings two out of the last three weeks. They signed Dobbs. This motherfucker did not do a practice with the team. He did snaps on the sideline and took the motherfuckers to a win. And <laughs> I'm like, dude, that is trouble. Right. But I'm happy for him. Like he so Dobbs, for anybody who wasn't, has isn't been paying too much attention. Maybe he'll cool off by then. <laughs> yeah. Dobbs was the backup for uh Arizona. Arizona when yeah. their quarterback went out early in the season and he's been playing pretty good. And by the trade deadline, um, they traded Arizona traded him to the Vikings because uh Kirk Cousins went out and this motherfucker balled out. Um and so I mean, just meeting your team like, hey, he tell, this motherfucker didn't even know all their names <laughs> <laughs> and fucking balled out and shit, you know. So hey, you go deep, <laughs> right? You, you, my man, fifty four. You know right. what I'm saying? Slant left. You know what I'm saying? Like, hey, my man. <laughs> my hey, man. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> so I'm kind of worried about them. There, you know, once when I one when I seen that their uh, receiver, which I can't think of his name, but. It's funny because he's on my fantasy team. When he went out injured, Jefferson. Jefferson. Uh, <laughs> I can't think. Of, uh, hey, I've had a few drinks today. Uh, when Jefferson <laughs> went out, so. I guess um, so. And Jefferson went out. I was just like, "Fuck!" And then when Kirk Cousins went out, I'm like, "God damn, they they kind of fucked." But then you know, uh, winning a t- winning a game with a QB that has never played with your team, you know, and potentially that can be the spark that you know um it's needed oh i just wanted to point out that uh we talked about earlier um dylan brooks being a dickhead and then they go out and whoop the <laughs> fucking lakers nigga what the fuck baylor no <laughs> i'm sorry i have in no i have in no position to say anything <laughs> i i immediately kind of take that back but he did say he was gonna lock lebron up and i think he had 18 points i didn't see the game so i don't know if 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 Wait, it happened, baylor, dylan- baylor baylor said that uh, Brooks is gonna lock up LeBron. No, look, no, Brooks said that he he himself was gonna lock up. LeBron. Oh, okay. Oh, it um, says 18 points, seven for 13 shooting, so I mean, six he, rebounds, three he, turnovers. He's still, but I mean, dog, they lost by 34. Yeah, third so, largest my, since LeBron joined team in 2018, 2000, third, third largest deficit and defeat. And it may or may not relate to this loss, but I feel like. Dylan Brooks is a court gesture and he feeds on this bullshit and he's gotten whatever he wanted since this fucking debacle of the Lakers putting them out last season. Like that was embarrassing as fuck. He ended up getting, you know, uh, the Grizzlies end up doing, you know, letting him go. But then he got a sign and trade with the Rockets and got like 20 million a year. So I'm like that. And that was my point earlier. It's like that nigga, he's got what he wanted. And mm-hmm. can still talk shit and still go to the Lakers and beat the motherfuckers by 34. Like, man, you can't tell a nigga shit now. Yeah. yeah. Can't tell him <laughs> shit now. And, yeah. granted, and, 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 and whether really or can't. not you whether or not you agree with his antics or not, because I don't I don't feel like you do, and I don't either. But the fact that he was able to go to play the Lakers and beat the motherfuckers by that much and hold LeBron, it's not even about holding LeBron under whatever point thing because the point, the biggest point is that they lost by 34. Like that's the, the biggest thing. And they lost and they lost bad to the fucking yeah. rockets of all fucking team. I mean, other than Dylan Brooks and uh fuck uh Jalen Jalen what's Jalen's last name? God damn it. 
<laughs> green. Green. Who else is on the ra- on on um on the Rockets that you can that's notable? Yeah, they got uh my man um from uh Ivy's class, uh Jabari, Jabari Smith Jr. They got him. Ah yeah, they do have him. They had a uh did we trade a guy to him? Center. Um is he on that team? I'm, I'm, I could just make it up shit. I don't know. They, got thought, some, they got a couple guys. I mean, they still trash, but I mean, they basically the they basically West Coast, <laughs> they basically West Coast Pistons, Western Conference Pistons. They basically yeah. Western Conference Pistons. So it, it, it's basically the same as if the Pistons had beat the Lakers by thirty four points. Like it's the same thing. <laughs> but yeah, they definitely so. don't have a Cade Cunningham. But. <laughs> That's for sure. <laughs> a lot of teams don't have anybody turn the ball like over like that against them. Yeah, I, I would imagine. I haven't looked at any stats, and um, I have. But, it's depressing. <laughs> yeah, his 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 turnovers are fucking nuts, and I don't know. I, I I just hope that I don't I don't think we can be fully successful with with Cage turnovers. No, he's got to get that together. I, and, and again, I, it's still it's still so early. This nigga again has not played basketball in a very long time. Like I'm, I'm giving him some time to get the turnovers together, and it's really hard for me to criticize a nigga that had 33, eight and eight tonight. <laughs> like, yeah, he did. Right. No, yes, he sure. had five turnovers, but he had 33, eight and eight. I'm like, ah. <laughs> but he did his turnovers are also often costly. Like they're not they're not first quarter heavy. <laughs> like. Yeah, it's like we need you to get that shit out early so you can, you know, ball out, you know, when they're not, you know, detrimental to us and shit. Yeah, get them out in the first quarter while you calming down and getting acclimated and then get it together the second half. But no, nah, this nigga be turning the ball over at important fucking times. <laughs> and that's, and it's, it's, it's just be coming off so like, ah, oh, so flimsy, dude. Like, dude, how did that ball get out your hands like that, man? That's fucking crazy to me. But yeah, oh, so boy. hopefully... Yeah, he he rebound from that. Hopefully, we'll see. Um, we got an email from Baylor still to uh, play though, right? Oh shit, we do. Um, let's get into uh stuff from Palestine. Kind of get the serious <laughs> stuff uh going, and, and you then, can work on getting the Baylor shit together. Yeah, well, my phone was dead, so it should be. <laughs> good in like a good 10 minutes <laughs> okay and I, uh we can uh play that after that so okay yeah yeah i so like i didn't watch um so not watch i did watch uh actually i'm gonna just let you go and then i'll just comment on it. okay so uh I, I listened to a podcast episode this morning on a podcast called intercepted that uh i subscribe to i don't listen to every episode i kind of pick and choose uh, which ones I listen to? Uh, it it can be it can be a little tedious at times. Uh, kind of a difficult listen, a little boring. But you know, if I find a, if if I find a topic that's interesting, I can usually uh you know get through it pretty easy. And yeah, uh, he had a another episode today talking about excuse me talking about the situation in uh in Israel. And uh, let me let me find actually exactly what the episode title was. Um, let's see, it was. Netanyahu savage game colon mass killing Palestinians exploiting Israeli grief. Uh, oh, that's it. Exploiting Israeli grief. It had it had an ellipsis like there was more, and then I opened it up, and that was the full title. So <laughs> Netanyahu savage game 
mass killing Palestinians, exploiting Israeli grief. So it's basically calling out the idea and it, it asserts, he asserts in it that essentially Netanyahu has even kind of allowed Hamas to flourish in a, in, in it, to, to kind of like build this enemy and use it as a means of eradicating Palestinians. And he talks about, you know, it's not necessarily a prevalent idea, but it's not necessarily on the fringe either. But there are, you know, is Israeli people who do have that this belief of, of like, we want to completely eradicate the Palestinians. And his point in bringing this up is that he feels like a lot of the stuff that I was saying when I very first brought it up on this podcast, the idea that there is a very clear and blatant bias that is now gone far beyond what I was pointing out when I first brought it up, however many weeks ago that was, that is now to the point where he's saying that he's is basically fully kind of like indicting the the Biden administration for the way it's handled this whole situation, saying that, you know, he's he's seeing all of these videos and all of these kid all of these dead kids or, or or maimed or damaged or hurt kids who are uh, all, all these other civilians who are being blown up and that Israel is is blatantly and wantonly like destroying like hospitals and refugee centers on purpose without giving a fuck. And we're over here, not only just turning the, turning the other cheek, not turning a blind eye, not only uh, making it, you know, build it, pumping them up, but helping them out, like supplying them with weapons and money and shit like that. And so he's basically saying like, we're out here, we're, we are now moved to the side that we are now the bad guy is essentially what he's asserting. And Coupled with that also, uh, Rashida Tlaib, who this is like a local thing too, uh, she's one of the uh, House House representatives who represents our state, Michigan, and she is the only Palestinian American in Congress. And she has been speaking out and getting in, getting in trouble over stuff that she's saying in regard to this whole situation. And she's never been supportive of Hamas, but she's been saying like, you know, she wants to highlight what's happening in the sense of like Palestinian people who are being, you know, devastated by everything that's going on. These victims of this situation who are being, you know, destroyed and obliterated and no one's fucking doing anything about it or saying anything about it. And it's all happening under the guise of like, oh, we kill Hamas. That's it. And she's just trying to highlight that and what's happening now. And it's happening to her and it's happening in general is that anytime you try to make that claim, people try to paint you as somehow they try to paint that as pro Hamas. I don't know why. I don't even know how that's possible to make that connection, but that's what's happening. It's the same thing as what I said about how people say, like, I, I don't know, like, should a trans man be able to play sports with, uh, women and then there's like oh you must be transphobic like no I'm just trying to have this conversation about this uh, very real issue and um, she apparently has also been using some phrase I think it's like from the river to the sea or so out from the I don't know it's a, some phrase that she asserts is just kind of like a motivational uh, cry for Palestinians but uh, people who are uh, opposed to her are saying that it, what it actually is is that it's like kind of like a, a a Hamas rallying cry, kind of like it's a it's a it's a it's a phrase that's kind of meant to represent the uh, abolishing of uh, Israeli people. I don't know what's true, which version of it is true, but 
apparently that phrase is one of those things where people say it's actually like a like one of those low key sneaky things. Like it's not actually like on its face, like what 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 it is is actually like like a like a low key secret kind of like you know basically the same shit that we would assert that you know the the far right does sometimes you know and uh that's what they're saying it's with like her the, and it's the, like the uh, illuminati illuminati yeah yeah exactly like yeah that, like that's what they're saying with her and <sighs> i don't know if that's true or not it may maybe she is saying i i i, I doubt it but like you know, who knows whatever i'm not speaking to whether or not it's true but that's what they're saying and she's saying like no it's really just the it's just a regular fucking motivational phrase it's just a regular fucking positive phrase it's not some secret hamas shit like i'm not down like that but that's what they're saying and um they voted to censure her today uh which i mean yesterday i believe which which that has no fundamental actual like consequences it's really no, just no. kind of like a public admonishment like it's like a slap it's a finger hand. wagging like, yeah it's a fi- something wrong <laughs> yeah it's like it's a finger wagging like, like you said dis- that thing and we don't dis- support that as they yeah. say, a, a severe disapproval, but yeah, you know, bad, bad girl. That's what that's what that is, and but it's still a shitty cunty thing for them to do. And it's, it's <laughs> some it's some real ho shit. It, yeah, it's totally it's, ho, it's shit. Some ho shit. And yeah, so um, and 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 the whole point of me bringing that up is I really just wanted to say that my opinion on it has transitioned from when I first brought it up. When you know we, when I was explaining the concept, not the concept, when I was explaining the history of it and what was going on and. And just kind of like I was like, yeah, but I don't understand why they're kind of like painting this as, uh, you know, uh, they're 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 downplaying the Israeli contributions to it, and I don't really know why. Like I've I've shifted from a soft that softer stance to now kind of like not as far as the host of the podcast, but now I am kind of like in a position of like calling bullshit now. Like I kind of feel like no Biden is full of shit. The U S administration is full of shit. Like they're, they're all like, they're full of shit. This, the whole discord, like I hate, I hate with a capital H the entire discourse surrounding this situation. I feel like every, almost everybody is completely full of shit. Like you got people who are, uh, who don't know anything at all. Cause, cause I still stand by the fact that it, unless you have done my caliber of research at minimum, or like you have heard me explain it <laughs> because I did that caliber of research. You don't know what the fuck you're talking about. So you need to stay out of it. But um, like there are people who don't know what's going on, who are, who, who hear the opinion of the Israeli people got their version of nine 11 and was it October 7th or whatever. And, and that was a bad war crime and Hamas did that. And Hamas is like the Taliban and in that Taliban, and that's an easy moral play to make boo Hamas, yay Israel. And they just, and that's what they go on. And they go hard on that. Like as if they actually understand they really don't, but they go hard on that because that to them feels like that's an easy viewpoint to hold. Like, okay, yep. That's an easy moral stance to hold. You got those people. And then you got, you also got people who are, I'm sure, and I'm sure these people exist. Like, I, I'm not trying to pretend like they don't, but the people who actually are pro Hamas, like the people who are saying things like free Palestine, but like they are, they're not just like sitting here, like trying to be supportive of the people. They really are pro Hamas and they really are pro the obliteration of Israel. You, those people, I am certain, really exist. But the problem on the opposite end of that is the people who are really just trying to say, like, why are we not? 
being fair here and and calling what Israel is doing wrong too. Like, and why have we not historically done this as well? Why are we not only ignoring what they're doing? Why are we helping them? And then on top of that, why are we uh, condemning Russia for doing the same fucking thing? Like, none of this makes sense. And you bring that up, and then they're like, "Oh, you're pro Hamas too." Like, no, wait, no, you can't do that. And like, that's why I'm like, the whole discourse feels completely disingenuous and it's like the people who are actually trying to get to the root of what's really going on and have real conversations about that just get shouted down by the fucking dumb fucks who don't know anything who just want to get retweets and pats on the back for being the highly moralistic person that they are so they can get on Twitter and berate people for like oh you're wrong you don't know shit and that's like the goal in life right now on the internet is to 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 tell other people that you are right and they're wrong and they don't know shit and they're stupid because they're wrong and and you're right and it and whether or not that's actually true doesn't matter but the the goal is to be able to say that and that's what people are trying to do and the whole discourse is just lies or people who are on the soapbox but don't know what the fuck they're talking about and so now I now I've I have shifted to a position of speaking on it like I'm not like I'm not saying like boo Israel or boo Palestine or, or blah I'm not speaking on it in that sense but speaking as far as like the the nature of the discourse and the actions of the United States like yeah I do think I do think Biden is full of shit now like there's like this stuff this shit ain't right now like there Israel Israel is way out of pocket and Biden is not only looking the other way but he's helping further it and like I, now, I, now I am saying like, okay, Biden full of shit, and like all the people who are making it sound like that's not wrong, they those two those people are also full of shit. All right, I'm done now. <laughs> hey, no, and I, and I fully agree. Uh, I fully agree. I need fully a drink agree. of water. <laughs> Water's good. Can't smoke cigars and talk that much. <laughs> no, <laughs> makes I, for I, very dry mouth. Yeah, yeah. I keep my water on deck, especially so I had my fair share of shots today. Right, you extra dehydrated, dog. <laughs> but then again, I have I've had my I've had my fair share of cannabises, <laughs> so <laughs> I guess <laughs> I'm in no position to talk either. So speaking of cannabis, it's not on our topic list, but um, something I want to bring up. Just uh, it's not even hear your thoughts. I mean, I, of course, you know, <laughs> you offer your thoughts, but so we you did you have know, bars, yeah. <laughs> Yesterday uh, was a, a voting day for across the country for random places, not necessarily everywhere. Um, in my city, they they were voting for the mayoral candidate and uh, city council. Uh, so it wasn't necessarily. I don't know if you had any voting in your city uh, out there. Oh, we did. did. Yes, we were one of the we were one of the four cities that said, fuck that. We don't want marijuana here. <laughs> so, Oh, so you wanted the four. Oh fuck. Yeah, yes. that's right. Yep. Yeah. We had the vote. They've been campaigning like really hard in the next door app to not for people to not allow this to happen. And the logic has basically been, uh, marijuana dispensaries make traffic extra super shitty. <laughs> and that's kind of been their justification. And they say, I, I I don't know if this is true or not, but they always say it's not about the weed itself. It's not about marijuana. That's going to be there regardless. Like people are going to get that. And that's what they're saying. I don't believe that, but that's what they're saying. It's not about the weed. It's about 
not wanting to have these locations here because they're they they fuck things up for the business owners that surround that area. They fuck up traffic and it's it's you know they that's what they say. So they've been campaigning really hard for people to not allow this to happen. And I am entirely selfish kind of <laughs> at this point when it comes to that sort of thing. And my thing is if I want to drive to go to a dispensary, it takes me about 15, 20 minutes. But if the dispensary that uh, they wanted to open was allowed to open, it would take me probably two to three minutes. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so I was fully prepared to go vote for that shit. And I, I didn't give a fuck about no other reason other than the fact uh, that hey, pro hey, proximity is fucking major. Yeah, yeah, I'm like, oh, I can only I don't have to go two to three minutes. Like I could low key walk to the dispensary if I wanted. Hmm. <laughs> but actually, uh, that in, uh, that was yesterday. That ended up being like a kind of busy day for me. And I actually, I I did intend on going to go vote, but um, it was it was like I had two kids here. I would have had to like one. I needed to find time, and it was just a busy day. And then I needed to. I would have had to you know bring them with me, and it it was just been a whole thing. Um, I did intend on trying, but I spaced on it. I completely forgot. And yeah, I, I didn't end up doing it. But then what ended up happening is that it got voted down eighty by eighty seven percent. Yeah, most so it wouldn't have mattered. Of, of all the four, anyway. of all of the four cities, um, every all of the cities had you know we shit uh, on it the lopsided. <laughs> all of the cities had lopsided votes. Like it was no yeah. city that was close to yeah. But my it. mine was mine was the most my city was the most lopsided of the four. Uh, so, yeah, they had no interest in, in doing it. And I, I felt a little bit better about it then because it's not like that was like if that was make or break whether or not I could acquire, then I'd have been like, OK, but I'm like, I've been fine this whole time. That would just would have made it extra, extra, extra easy. <laughs> so I'm like, eh, I don't care that it didn't pass. But if if I found out that it didn't pass and I looked at it, it was like razor thin close, then I'd have been like, oh, fuck. But to find out that eighty seven percent said no, I'm like, well, shit. If I went to all that trouble and went to and then found out that eighty seven percent said no, I'd be like, well, shit. I did all that for nothing. So, so yeah. So tell me, uh, yeah, I, I want your your opinion on it. Um, I don't. I so I voted yesterday for mayor candidate and the uh, um council people, although. I've only familiar with one guy who was running for council because I've just seen his posts and stuff and he actually didn't even get it. But do you feel less obligated to vote where you're living at now because it doesn't involve people that look like you? Yes. On issue. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I feel a little better about it because I was like, kind of for feeling... some reason. I, and, and yeah, it's like, not being in Detroit, I am significantly less concerned. <laughs> like, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. and I, I also think that too, maybe once I've lived here longer and like, cause right now I'm still, even though I've been here for uh, coming up on three years, uh, it's, I'm still getting acclimated to it. Um, just, just the nature of, of the dramatic increase in, in cost for us living out here coupled yeah. with uh the increase in the cost of daycare so yeah. it's like financially i'm still we're still getting acclimated to just the dramatic change in 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 money expenditure so like i'm not even thinking about what 
changes need to happen in the city to where I need to be thinking about who need to be mayor. Like I'm not even in that place yet. Like, <laughs> like when I was living in Detroit, I didn't have to think about it too hard because I have been in Detroit politics my whole life. So I don't even have to look into the politics. I just know it. So like, and then also the Detroit life was simpler financially. So it was like, I, I didn't have to think about it as much, but now it's like things are things in my own personal life are not stable enough to where I even care enough to do the research for what I need to know to be able to vote for my local shit. Like, I don't even care about that right now. Like I need to figure out my shit and make sure I'm comfortable. And then I can worry about what do I care about outside of here <laughs> that, that, uh, you know, that, that my votes can impact. So yeah, I, like I'm not even, yeah, I, I care. I, I don't know. Cause I, I they're, they're going to be about things that, I don't know, man. I guess like, like it's what you said, man. It's like, I don't know. I have a completely different set of values and I feel like all of the stuff that, um, that, and I could be wrong, but well, I kind of feel like a lot of the stuff that I'd be voting about or for out here matters way less to me than the things that I was voting for when I lived in Detroit. Like I, I, like I feel like I'd be voting for shit. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, I want to fix the street lights, and I'm just like, man, I, <laughs> I don't know, man. I, I, I'm not to the point of caring about like that kind of stuff yet. Like, I don't know, man. I, I don't yeah, know. I, feel, I, I feel like that's when you, when you, when you have exhausted personal cares, then you could care about the kind of stuff that you vote for in the suburbs. <laughs> like, but like, I don't know. I, I'm like, I'm not exhausted of personal cares to be caring about that kind of stuff. So when they're complaining about like, yeah, putting a Starbucks here, that's going to make traffic more congested at this intersection. I'm like, I, man, like I'm not even, I'm so far away from caring about that. <laughs> like all I care about is like, Oh cool. It's going to be a Starbucks nearby. That's what's up. That's all, <laughs> that's all I'm thinking about. dog. I ain't thinking about all that shit, man. So like I, I don't know that 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 does impact my voting. I, I everything is different. The the type of voting, who it impacts, how it, everything is different, and I'm not in a place to 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 care that much yet. Yeah, I mean, and the I was wrestling in my head about it. You know, it it wasn't long, <laughs> but I was just thinking like you know because I had uh, so what even sparked this was that I didn't even realize until. Saturday or Sunday that there was voting. So, you know, we just moved out of the city in March. So I haven't been, I'm, I'm always just, I'm, I'm on the Detroit schedule of voting. And so, you know, I, and, and a lot of times I'll see that on social media, whether it's Facebook or Twitter or the news or something that something's coming up for Detroit to vote for. So I'm still on that schedule, you know what I'm saying? And so I haven't seen anything. So I hadn't thought about it. So, Saturday or Sunday, I'm in a garage. And since my garage is facing the street, I always, you know, see people walking past. And so I see this guy walking up with a, you know, one of those, like, you could tell it's like a flyer for something. And he's like, hey, you know, um, I'm, you know, campaigning for uh, such and such. And, you know, uh, and I'm like, cool. I it, So it was actually he was campaigning for the guy who was running for mayor. Um, the ink, um, wait, not incumbent. Incumbent is the guy who's already in the, in the seat. Right. Mm -hmm. So it's a new guy who was trying to get out the incumbent or whatever. Mm -hmm. And so I'm like, yeah, actually. And a couple of weeks ago, I actually met the guy who was running. He actually was going door to door. 
And so I met him probably about a month ago or so. So I read up about him. He seemed pretty cool. And so I had been planning to vote for him just from the stuff I read. But and I heard some stuff about so the actual mayor out here had resigned or quit or whatever the vacation. So someone else was the interim mayor, but the interim mayor was on some bullshit. I heard he had some scandal shit, whatever the fuck. So the new guy, uh, I was like, I'm probably going to vote for him anyway. So this guy come up, you know, this weekend and talking to him and he's I'm like, yeah, I actually met him. You know, I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure I'll probably vote for him. And, and then he was like, yeah, that's my son. And I'm like, Oh, and I'm thinking like, I wonder at what point if I was like, fuck that nigga, I ain't vote for him. He would have said it was his son too. Or he just said it was his son because I was actually cool with voting for him. So that was kind of funny. I was just like, yeah, that bitch what- ass nigga came right. by. Here. <laughs> right. I wonder what he would have said if I said I wasn't voting for him and shit. You know what right. I'm saying? But uh, but yeah, so you know, I was talking to the yes, um yesterday I was, you know, telling her I'm gonna go out and vote. She and she was busy with work, so she didn't really uh she was like, I'm not going. So, you know, represent the household and shit. And I was just giving her shit about <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I, I, And I was just giving her shit it's about not the it. club. Represent right, the household. Right. Exactly. I'm just like, I was giving her shit about it. But it was like, be real. I could have just, just avoided it because I just not even done it because it was like, I just don't like, you know, I, I want to exercise my right because of, you know, our people have done so much to make, to give us the opportunity. But at the same time, being in a primary, prior, you know, uh, primary white city, I just, it's just not, and it could be a selfish move. I'm not saying it's right or not, but it's just not benefiting people that look like me. And I'm just like, I don't have the priority to vote that I did when I was in the city. Kind of same with you. And for however reasons, you know, um, and so I, I, I was, but I did it anyway. It, you know, it was, shit a mile away from the house it wasn't inconvenient by no means i got the free time and shit so um and then the one guy who was running for city council a black guy he he didn't even get it and so it was like the guy i did vote for it actually wanted to do it because i've seen his post seemed like a cool guy he didn't get it and i was like oh whatever um but i i really i i, I felt like i wouldn't have lost sleep at all if i had i had i not voted um and I don't want to. And the thing is, I don't want to feel that way, because I feel like you know, it for especially for the you know the biggest impacts on stuff that we deal with is on the local level. But at the same time, I was just like, I, it, it, I felt like it's just not going to affect me and affect people that look like me. So I was just like, uh, you know, but I did it anyway. So, but yeah, I, I I feel a little better. You know, you have kind of a similar take on it, but I was just wondering, like, fuck, do I, should I really give a fuck, or should I just like fuck it? Man, I don't even care. Like, I don't even feel bad about it because I'm just like, I, because <laughs> I can't imagine anything having been on that ballot that I would have felt I cared enough about or that would have affected me. Like, I just, I, I feel like whatever would have been on that ballot was, there's no way it was anything I, I would have cared about or that anything that would have affected me. And then, like, the only reason I even knew about the marijuana thing was because they talked about it in the Next Door app. Like, I don't even I wouldn't if it wasn't for that, I wouldn't have even known that this election was happening like they didn't care about it either. Like when when the actual president, the year of the presidential election, I'll be voting absentee because I'm lazy. But the year of the, the presidential election, some motherfucker like came to my door and was campaigning to like and he was young. He was like a kid. And he was campaigning for me to vote for him for whatever, like random fucking thing that he was running for. And he gave me a little flyer and. 
when I was filling out my ballot, I was like, yo, I'm going to vote for that one little nigga that came over here. So I went and found his flyer and I voted for him. So I'm like, that shit matter. And I'm like, whatever was on the ballot yesterday, whoever was, whoever it mattered to, or whoever it should have mattered to, it didn't matter enough for them to let me know about it because I didn't know anything about it. I know mm. the marijuana people, they shit matter because they was talking about it in the next door app. So at least I knew about it. That's the way I knew about the whole election shit anyway. So I'm like, yeah, I'm not going to gas myself up or feel bad about it. I'm like, them niggas didn't even fucking care. <laughs> like, like, nah, man, fuck out of here. Like I said, I'm not... The only reason, and like they, they, they could have got me out there on the marijuana thing, but like I said, there's too many other cities that aren't stupid like them. So, because <laughs> like the cities get money from that, so it's like, yeah, I'm like, no, nah, like I'm not gonna sit here and and feel like I got to get out there to vote for that on that one thing. When at the end of the day, the 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 dispensary that I go to one is not that far, and two, most of the time when if I don't feel like going, I can just get it delivered. Like, it's not like it's it's the cost of getting it delivered is not a deterrent. So <laughs> like like it, it, it but but trying to remember and find time in my day to gather up my kids to go and vote for that. For that proposal that ended up 87 percent voting the other way, <laughs> like that would have been inconvenient for me. So, yeah, no, I, I, I don't I don't even feel bad about it. Dog. So. The whole reason I'll, I'll, I see, I'll see the ballots in uh in November next November. So the whole reason I ended up bringing up the whole voting uh thing was be and it is funny that it, that we end up talking about marijuana is because one of the biggest races I was looking for well I was kind of following was not even in Michigan it was Ohio. Yeah, so Ohio, Ohio had their, uh, abortion one. Well, they did, and I didn't even and. I didn't even follow that one. The one I was actually following was their recreational marijuana bill. So, <laughs> well, I, I don't even, I don't even, I haven't even had edibles in probably about six, eight months. So I ain't even smoking or taking any, but the reason I was actually following is because Ohio does not have, rec, did not have recreational marijuana and they were voting to have recreational marijuana. The issue was, there's a lot of spots in Michigan that are 15, 20, uh, 30 minutes from the border that bases their income on Ohio people coming over the border. Oh, and, okay. And so a lot of Michigan dispensaries were watching that closely because obviously that's going to impact their, you know, their income. And so, you know, they were and even some were against it, but I'm like, you it's nothing you could do about uh, some shit happening across st state lines or whatever. Right. Even, you know, I know some people in Ohio that would travel to Michigan to go to Monroe and other places like that. So uh, Ohio ended up passing it. So I would be curious to see how all these places that probably set up purposely for the sake of probably Michigan people, but for the majority, Ohio people crossing the border to you know come and get marijuana how is that going to affect them because shit there's nobody it's probably like eight people that live in fucking monroe <laughs> or all these mm -hmm. other places that's like close to the border and they've set up these shops and now you know and, and it's probably not instant you know places gotta like build up and shit like that but at some point you got a lot of places that's down in that area that's going to lose hella business because who want to drive across the state where you could go 15 20 minutes and shit 
to, you know what I'm saying, to pick up stuff. So I thought that was interesting because, you know, if you set up business somewhere in Monroe or like Birch Run or some, not Birch Run, what's the, not Birch, where's, not Birch Run. It, there's a, a, a outlet that way and I can't think of the name, but I thought it was. I don't like, know. What it, Birch Run is, that's a, no, that's North. Yeah, that's North. It's a, it's one that way. But anyway, down in that area. Um, and so for, I just like, why well, it's crazy to set up a business with the, you know, the thoughts that people are going to come from out of state to come there. And now because they get their own closer, like, what are y'all going to do and shit? So I thought that was an interesting race. But and I didn't think uh, Ohio was going to actually pass it, but sure as shit, they sure did. So but it's funny because I didn't realize that one of the four cities kind of gross point was a part of was gross point was one. And I don't remember the other three, but I didn't realize that one. Birmingham of was, was uh, one. Birmingham was one. Gross yeah. point. Um, yeah. So I didn't realize you were a, your city was a part of that. But, yeah, yeah, and I don't know what the fourth one was, but yeah, Gro- Birmingham was one. Yeah, Birmingham was the one that uh, said no, the second most. <laughs> oh, okay. Behind okay. my city, yeah, they. I think they were like, like my city, eighty-seven percent said no, and I think Birmingham, like seventy-nine percent said no. It was like still high as fuck. And it's and it's crazy because like in my city we don't have any uh, dispensaries. But the dispensary I go to to pick up stuff my wife wants is a mile away, so it's like <laughs> okay, fuck it, I could just go right down the street. You know, it's like a it's a it's a six minute drive, <laughs> right? And so there's no convenience at at all, at fucking all. You know, so it's like if I don't want them city funds, fuck it. But you know, there's places all around the border of my city in Metro Detroit, and you can go anywhere in Detroit, Inkster. All the other shit and find multiple fucking dispensaries. So yeah, I can play, you know, the the morally, you know, the and, and the moral high row was just not even a a moral high row. It's it's fucking funds that's coming to your city. And if you don't want some extra funds, fuck it, you know. Yeah, and th- and they're not even like they complain about it, but at the same time, like these things run like clockwork, man. Like out here in the suburbs, like I don't know how they run in Detroit now, but like the Bruh. two that I go to out here in the suburbs, them bitches is like drive-throughs, nigga. Like them bitches is like you in and out. If you order online ahead of time, like man, you can roll up in there, immediately get your shit and dip out. You can have them bring about bring it out to your car. Like they got a whole, they got systems to get you in and out of there quick as fuck and get everybody. Like it, it's it's so it's not like a thing where you got like big giant lines in the street blocking out traffic. Now I mean it could be like motherfuckers shoot have a, like you know, it ain't motherfuckers. It ain't you like know, his motherfucker know. shooting up weed and shit in the street and shit. Like it's some, <laughs> it's like the weed. Carter and shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, they make it seem like it's some crazy shit where his motherfuckers fighting outside. Like who the fuck you know fighting off being high from weed? You know what I'm saying? Like it ain't like it's the Carter and shit. You know what I'm saying? Like nigga, the one I got everybody to- at the dispensary is friendly, nigga. There is no animosity. No, <laughs> everybody's everybody is at peak happiness because they just there because got weed. They're ready. They're ready to have a good time. There's everybody nobody fighting. Is happy and they just got weed. Everybody is happy. There is no animosity at the motherfucking dispensary, dog. Especially in the suburbs, nigga. I go and I go to one in fucking Inkster. One of the probably you know. If you want to, you know, worst cities of of in outside of Detroit as far as just fuck shit, and it's no drama, and it's next to a liquor store. All you missing is a church and a fucking chicken spot. You know what I'm saying? And ain't shit popping over there. Everybody's in and out doing their thing. Ain't nobody out there tripping and shit. 
you know, I, I've been there multiple times in the last year and it's no drama none you know so i don't know what they expect you know motherfucker sh- strung out on an edible like what the fuck <laughs> you know what i'm saying like what what, what is y'all thinking is gonna happen people are gonna make their money they're gonna come in and out and they're gonna be gone i've been to some some real cool i went to one um over in like corktown area and that motherfucker was dope as fuck it wasn't even a, i caught it that day it wasn't too much traffic but man that shit was fire like there was and i say if i just appearance wise there was no crazy traffic you know it was organized all that shit so i don't know if people just feel like it's gonna be like a crack house and shit you know they're gonna be pulling up like uh the white guy in uh minister society to pull up trying to <laughs> trying to sell the car and shit so you gotta get the motherfucking steal the cars and shit like it, it's nothing i don't i don't know what they envision that shit at but um i don't i don't feel like it's gonna be it i would i would if I was them, I would oppose a fucking Popeyes being put in my city versus a goddamn dispensary. <laughs> It'd be more traffic for a fucking Popeyes than it would be for a goddamn dispensary. But that is one hundred percent true. Like, if you want to oppose some shit, you know what I'm saying. That's what you're going to do. Is if if traffic is the issue, but it's not the issue, man. You know? The Popeyes of Telegraph and Twelve Mile has had a line on the Telegraph for the last twenty years. Duh. And it don't matter no time of the day, dog. It could be it could be eleven a.m. It could be eleven p.m. The line is on the telegraph one hundred percent of the time. <laughs> I had never seen a dispensary like that, Popeyes. Yeah. So it's like if you want to, you know, move some shit for, you know, if you want to be against some shit because of traffic. Okay, cool. You better start banning restaurants and other crazy shit. But it ain't because of fucking weed uh, dispensaries that shit. You know that that's that's making traffic bad or whatever the fuck, you know? And man, most of the people I see in fucking dispensary are fucking white people. D- man, like 90%, dog. 90% be white people, dog. Now, granted, I'm going to, obviously, I'm going to one of the suburbs. Obviously, it's going to be majority white people. But even when I was going to the ones in Detroit, white people were coming from the suburbs to Detroit. And then when I go to an Easter, it's, it's it's a good mix. It's not all, you know, it's a good mix, but it's like shit. If if you know Easter, shit, I don't. Easter's a majority black a black city, uh, mm-hmm. and it, it ain't a majority uh black fuck hell. Most of their uh, half their employees are white, and half the fucking uh patrons is white. So yeah, I I don't I don't know what you know the the um what's the word you know what. I don't know what they're, you know, they're trying to feel that this is accomplishing by not having a, but they're, they're taking away tons of fucking, you know, money that could be in the city. And so, you know, they're lost, I guess. Man, the one I, the one, one of the ones I go to, normally I get curbside, but I decided I was going to go in and pick up my order real quick. Cause it just seems like at this specific one, they take longer with the curbside but you could just get out of the car and go in and they have it right there at the counter. So you can just walk up, you know, give your name and get your shit. And I'm like, well, I'll just do that. Like if I don't have the kids in a car or nothing like that, I'll just do that. And so I went in there and like, this shit was like, I don't even know. It was so fucking upper class. <laughs> like, like the people who are coming in to actually buy in the store, like they would go up to the register and then they would like give their ID and they were like, all right, you will be at number 12, booth number 12. And I look inside, they got like it like sectioned off to like, where you get like an individual, what they call a bud tender. 
<laughs> like to, to tend to you and you go to a specific number and shit like the fucking secretary of state <laughs> i'm like wow this is uh this is fancy but yeah man there ain't nothing ain't nothing dangerous about that shit dog nothing but upper class and a bunch of happy white people dog like yeah, it's super happy dog super man everybody's upbeat <laughs> there's not a detroit there, anymore <laughs> there's not an angry motherfucker in a dispensary i've ever been in yeah, they don't do the, the ones in Detroit was probably terrifying to them. <laughs> yeah, there's nothing, you know, so yeah, whatever. Um so we so, got that Baylor uh yep, I found the uh the Baylor so Baylor hit us up last week. We did oh uh, we did the drunkaholic one. So ski masks and skulls. What the fuck is this gonna be about? Jesus. Six oh eight. Oh, the Lions. And the Raiders. Oh, maybe that's what it is. Yep. <laughs> Granted, it's a couple of weeks late, but you know, it's all good. Um, his team is fucking flourishing after they fired they their their <laughs> they fired their their GM, their coach, and they benched their fucking quarterback. <laughs> they came and had an explosive win after that. So I'm happy. I'm happy for Max Crosby, who's uh Eastern Michigan uh grad. That he got a win after that, and he did not get a win with us. So shout out, to right? Him for yeah, that. happy that it happened after the yeah. Lions game. And uh, shout out to uh, Max Crosby. He uh, the before that game, he had um, donated a million dollars to uh, Eastern Michigan for some cool shit. So oh, that's what's uh, up. Yeah, so that was pretty dope. Um, shout out to him. Six oh eight. All right, cool. Let's see. This would be I wouldn't get this until after the Monday night game. And it's far after that, so I'll probably say. Let's play the Lions. We as of right now, I do not know the outcome. They um, lost. I don't. I don't know who's <laughs> celebrating right now. Maybe you niggas are celebrating right now. We, we did. Keeping that Raiders beat Detroit on Monday, right? Because this is actually nope, didn't happen. during the episode that I'm listening to uh from last week that you guys did. And uh, to what's today? Today is Tuesday. Today it's Tuesday. So this is after the Monday night game with the Vikings and, and Niners. So almost a week. Um, even if we did beat y'all, it's still a fail for us. You know what I'm saying? With the expectations we were supposed to have from last season and with the pieces that we have on the roster, but we got dumb, we got trash-ass quarterbacks and a trash-ass head coach. Great I don't want to get into the details, but it's still a matchup nonetheless. Any given Sunday on a Monday, uh, yo, if you guys have, if you guys won, salute to y'all. Um, if we won, nah, nah, nah. Uh, but still, it's nothing <laughs> to celebrate because we've already failed this season thus far as far as our expectations. But shout out, man. Uh, next time, man, we I definitely probably got to pull up to Detroit or y'all got to come back out here. Um, well, Vegas that would be. <laughs> you know, next time we do play Detroit, man. But uh, I, I'm sure Mike and his wife uh had a phenomenal time at the game, whether it was a win or a loss. So, I mean, shout out to Detroit. I can't, you know, one of my favorite, my top running back of all time is Barry. So I was always had a That's special. Beautiful love and respect for our Detroit Lions and because they were always shitty kind of like the Browns too it's kind of like you gotta have some type of love for them because of how bad they were uh, like I said on the show I think, I think the same thing with the Raiders fans as well except that we're just more violent but shut up 
So after that game, we did win. Um, the as I said earlier, they thoroughly hit. Yeah, <laughs> thoroughly. They fired their head coach. Uh, they fired the GM. They benched their QB. Then the next game, they flourished. Uh, the so the interim coach, I can't think of his name right now, but this motherfucker pulled up to the game in a fucking six four, like um like like hydraulic six four, but he didn't pop the hydraulic. He just had an old six four. It was they showed him pulling up into the uh into the property or whatever. Cool as hell guy. Um after the game they interview I think that was after the game they interviewed him and it was asking him about his reasoning for having the practice squad at the game. So I don't oh, think that's they a, asked about his reason for pulling up in that car. I'm like, dog. <laughs> oh, no, 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 not that. No, they asked about that. But they were talking about the practice. I guess initially he had let the he had allowed the practice squad to be at the games. And I never I never thought about that a practice squad people not being at the games and shit. But he yeah. was just like, you know, uh they they work hard. Why wouldn't they be? And he was just talking about that shit. And it just seemed like they have a really good camaraderie with just, you know, with, with their players and shit. And, and and Tony told me today, and I had to uh verify this, but he says that the pit uh, that the Lions let their practice squad folks be at all the games or the home games at least. So I don't know if that's a common thing. Um, but uh it's kind of dope, you know, if if it's not a common thing. Like you play you play all the starters all week or some shit that you're not allowed at the game. That just seemed kind of crazy. That seems like I, I don't even like why would you even do that? <laughs> why would you even do that job? Like, why am I not allowed at the game? That makes no sense at all. Like, yeah, it doesn't. I I would just assume they were at the game. All like, the whole stands is full of people that don't play these niggas. I like it, like it, it made me think like, damn, are are other teams not letting their practice squad? players be at the game it just seemed crazy you know you see a lot of people on the you know a lot of people that you would assume it's like players on the sidelines i ain't count motherfuckers and shit but it's like i just would assume that they were at the game so i just felt like they wasn't because they pointed it out or whatever but tony was saying how the lions players are typically at the home games uh practice squad shit well that's Um, good because they should be yeah i mean why why the fuck not on every nfl franchise should be doing that I mean, I don't know if they would take them on away games. I mean, it seemed like, you know, they're making the money they should. But I was just curious, like, why why wouldn't they be at the games and shit? Um, but, yeah, the uh, Raiders had a hell of a, a game after the changeups and stuff like that. Um, so, yeah. But, yeah, we uh we get um the Chargers upcoming this week. So, hopefully, that'll get a W. Um, yeah, looking forward and, to that. And, and. Fully fucking healthy, fully healthy. We have we fully have, healthy. We have Montgomery back. We got a yep. couple of the players back. So be curious to see how they how they use Montgomery and they use uh, Gibbs, uh, Gibbs after that breakout game. Man, he like, had a man. hell of a fucking game. Like with everybody back, man. Yo, uh, real quick uh, before we, uh, uh, unless you have anything else. Um, no, I was just about to say we better fuck them niggas. <laughs> Right, right. <laughs> I just wanted to put proper. I want. I wanted the F to like really be like where you see, you know, where you see the meme of them biting the bottom lip. <laughs> yeah, right. Like that's how we. That's how we. That's how we need to do San Diego on Sunday. F- fully healthy for the first time. We need to fuck them niggas up, dog. <laughs> like really let niggas know who the fuck we are, dog. Like we need. We need to let people know. 
Um, like, them niggas had two running backs get 200 yards nah. and, and golf through for 400. Them niggas scored 80 points. I'll be content with both our running backs getting 120 yards each and with golf doing something, you know, whatever the fuck. But niggas um, scored 80 points, nigga, on the road. <laughs> so I, I always wanted to ask, so I'll close with this. I always wanted to ask uh, Baylor this question. And I don't know if he said it on his actual podcast or it was actual tweets about it, but he somebody mentioned something about uh, Baylor's intro music, and but and he had talked about I, I can't remember if he said it or someone else said it about him having one of the best intro music to this podcast, and I have to agree. I've always wanted to ask him: Did he actually have that mix, or did he get his intro music? from something because I've always enjoyed his like his Baylor's intro music seems like prof, it's it's like a professionally made intro. And yeah. I never and I never and I've never asked them like who did it or how did it come about. But that uh Baylor definitely has this probably the dopest intro music I've heard with podcasts. Yeah, no, I agree with that. And I I, I that is a good question. Like that like, cause it does like like the way it's blended. How, oh, like, it's it's blended perfectly. Yeah, like, like like who who came up with that? <laughs> and and better don't be surprised if I use some. I, I just thought about this moments ago. If if I use some of your sound bites into making a new intro music, talking about our treat our team being dope. So um, don't be surprised <laughs> if you're, you hear your voice <laughs> on a potential change of an intro music. <laughs> But yeah, his intro, uh, but yeah, shout out to Baylor though. His intro music is dope as fuck. And I always wanted to ask on that. So hopefully if he catch if he end up listening this long for this episode, he or I could just tweet him fuck. I guess I could just ask the nigga. <laughs> but, but yeah, I, I am curious how did he come about with his uh intro music? We can f- take all of Baylor's voicemails of all time and then somehow it just, it splice just together a sentence together. of him saying like the Detroit, Detroit Lions the- are the best team <laughs> in the NFL. <laughs> Man, if I had some time to do that shit, I swear. If we had all his voicemails, we could easily get that. (laughs) Sure the fuck can, so. But that's all I got. You got anything else? (laughs) No, I'm good. All right, well. Oh, shit. Did I fuck up? Oh, my bad. Okay, cool. Well, um, till next week. Peace. Peace.